1: Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today I'd like to talk about triage. Now it's a bit of a diversion, this because I am generally uh, talking about themes in my book for next year, and triage actually isn't one of them. Uh, But it's been such a busy week in practice, and I don't think there's been a day this week that general practice has not been in the news for good and bad reasons. And I thought it might be useful just to cover um, the concept of triage. Patients um, historically over many years have been able to ring up and just get an appointment with a doctor or their doctor. And those of you that need GP services fairly frequently or often will know that those days are fast disappearing. And it's sad in in many ways. I'm a real fan of continuity, where you have a relationship between patient and practitioner, which is really based on trust. And uh, the, the longer you know someone, the easier in a way it is to access um, treatment both of you kind of know where you're at and it's often much quicker to get to the root of a problem um, if you've got a long-term relationship with a particular practitioner but that's in an ideal world and even then in the system that we used to use several years ago people would have to wait and some people didn't want to wait that long but you can't have the person that you want to see when you want to see them all the time it just that is just so difficult in whatever system you're working in, whether it's uh, free at the point of access like the NHS or whether it's private, it just, that the world doesn't work like that. And more recently, um, as resources have become diminished, uh, there are not enough doctors in general practice, certainly in the UK, um, we've had to think of new ways of working. So part of it is that we have a lot of support from additional roles. So other healthcare professionals like physiotherapists or pharmacists and health coaches as well. But it doesn't mean that they do what a GP does. They have a different set of skills. And what happens when you have a a, a large number of people with problems to sort through is you need some form of filtering. And that is what triage is. So the word is French in origin, as you can probably guess. And I'm going to post um, a link to a wonderful paper that will tell you all the history of it. But essentially, um, during the kind of Napoleonic Wars, uh, triage was used to really sort soldiers in terms of whether to evacuate them based on how wounded they were. And sadly... Um, and rather morbidly that also meant knowing when not to intervene because someone was too badly injured to save and ever since then there have been so many triage protocols that have evolved so there's one called start that is very popular and also um, there are color-coded ones you know red orange yellow green or priority one to four and my um, previous experience of triage because we do it on a daily basis now in general practice, which I'm going to come to shortly. But prior to that, my only real experience had been in A&E, in emergency medicine. And at that time, um, you know, a category one or a priority one was if someone had stopped breathing and had arrested, you know, a cardiac arrest would certainly be the most important thing, alongside things like acute anaphylaxis or major trauma essentially something that needs immediate attention. And if you're someone who's been to A&E with something like a sprained ankle, for example, you you would be sitting in an area called minors. And what's hard to fathom is is that there's all this really serious stuff going on behind the doors of resus, which is the area that the patients that need immediate attention go. And there's a, a really simple but important way to assess and reassess patients continuously when they're critically ill like this and it's called ABCDE might be of interest if you've not come across it a is for airway b is for breathing c is for circulation d for disability and e for exposure which is sort of making sure that you can see everything in terms of injuries but also making sure that they don't become hypothermic So why am I mentioning triage? Why am I even bothering to cover it? I think the reason is, is that it seems, certainly in primary care, in general practice, it seems to be at odds with that world of, I'd like to speak to my doctor. And the number of battles that I hear um, about from patients and from reception team members uh, where because we now use a triage system where you, you have to tell someone who who isn't clinical, um, so a reception team member, for example, what your problem is. And a lot of people don't like that. But the reason is it means that we're going to get you to the right person at the right time. So if, for example, your hand has gone cold and blue, that is urgent. Whereas if you've had knee pain for three or four years and you just want to chat to the doctor about it that probably isn't so urgent now I've got I've got to confess here I I'm not a massive fan of triage I do it and I think I'm fairly good at it but it's really stressful because you are constantly filtering in your head and juggling things and and moving things around and, and allocating and reallocating or moving things from one person's list to another. But we have no choice because the workload is such that if you didn't do that, it would be absolute mayhem. And I totally understand why people sometimes say, look, it's none of your business. It's between me and the doctor. But unfortunately, um, nowadays it think unless there is some sort of filtering then it's going to be quite hard to help and and i understand you know i'm the same i like to speak to the same person at the bank or you know get my hair cut by the same person each time because i think he's good um not that you'd be able to tell looking at my hair because it's such a mess most of the time but Unfortunately, you know, you can commodify lots of things and you can't commodify health because people just don't work like that. The older we get, the more things happen to us. And you need someone who can, you know, separate out what's urgent and what isn't, but also manage the whole person. And that second bit i think is really difficult these days because there are less and less of us that do that um, and it's hard to access the person who who is going to be doing that for you so here's where i'm at i'm a patient as well if i've got something urgent that needs dealing with on the day i don't care who it is i really don't and i'm just grateful that someone is going to be taking it seriously and dealing with it quickly i hope and for that reason i understand why triage is really important On the other hand, if I were to develop a long-term condition, or long-term conditions, or if I um, had a relationship with a doctor who knew a very complicated story um, that spanned many years, for example, if I had recurrent depression, that might be a good example, I'd probably want to speak to that person again, and I would wait. But here's the kicker. I would have to accept that in this day and age that may not be possible. And the reason for that is that the medical workforce, by and large, is burnt out and on their knees. And it saddens me to say that, but it's true. And I speak to friends regularly. And a a very common, medical friends that is, and a very common topic of conversation is how much longer can we go on doing this? You know, the rate of work is inhuman at times. And maybe we should be triaging ourselves. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There are also, of course, instances where continuity isn't the best thing. And sometimes patient and practitioner can collude and and develop quite an unhealthy codependent relationship. Definitely seen that before. And also, sometimes a fresh pair of eyes is great. Um, I've had patients of mine who've seen a locum doctor when I've been away, and actually they've made a couple of changes, which is, which have really transformed that person's health, and vice versa. I've done exactly the same when a colleague's been away. Um, so, you know what? We've just got to access healthcare the best way that we can and accept that triage has been a part of it for hundreds of years now and it's never going away because it works it means that we operate safely and in a world where there's more need now than ever and there's more demand in terms of healthcare certainly where 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 I work and live in this part of the world it, it's the way things have been for a while in certain countries and are going For a while in our practice, actually, we used to have Dutch doctors that used to come over once a year, and they could not believe, this is some years ago, five, maybe six years ago, they couldn't believe how easy it was for members of the public to ring up and just ask for an appointment with the doctor without giving a reason. Seems um, like utter fantasy now, Um, but that was how it used to be, and... What happens in the Netherlands is that there are lots of layers of triage, so there may be um a triage nurse that will take a bit of a story, filter things out, they may even treat the patient in entirety, and you know the doctor doesn't need to be consulted. The slight downside for the doctor in that sort of instant is that they tend to be left with the most complex things and For those of you that don't appreciate it, actually, almost every presentation now in general practice is complex. And of course, that's notwithstanding uh, minor illness like urine infections or ear infections or chest infections. Of course, we see lots of those, but I'm not talking about them. Everything else is complex. And so in summary, I'm actually making a case for triage. Much as I don't particularly like it myself, it is necessary. And I think it's something we all have to bear and get used to and understand that the person who may be asking us the questions is not a clinician or or is not someone who is a practitioner. And that's because a lot of the triage protocols are automated and it's it's essentially an information gathering process and we, we need to embrace that. One thing worth thinking about is I think in the medical profession we forget that people can often triage quite well themselves. Not always, but most of the time we have an idea whether something's urgent or not. And... I guess, you know, if we leave everything it'll eventually become an urgent matter, won't it, if it's left unresolved so there's a real balance between leaving something be um, you know, ignoring it and taking preventive action which I think is key and should be a standard part of any healthcare system I I often um, end the podcast with a quote, but you know, there isn't one that is suitable for triage, it'd be very dull. Um, But I want to leave you with a thought, because I think when it comes to topics like triage, people think, hey, this is really easy, it's just a protocol and a stripped set of questions. Well, maybe it is on the surface, but what we do remember and what we're very aware of is we're dealing with real people and their problems, and the ethics involved in triage is sometimes very, very difficult. My colleagues who worked on the front line um, in hospitals during the height of the pandemic will know this only too well in terms of the um, difficulty in actually securing an ITU bed for someone who needed it, because there were too many people that needed those beds. How do you decide whether it's one person or another? And I'm just going to give you a very simple example um you've got say a 29 year old lady who's having the worst headache she's ever had now that's a bit of a red flag story it could be a bleed on the brain and then you've got a very elderly lady who has got chest pain and it's like someone sat on her chest which could be a heart attack but you've only got one doctor who do you deal with first? Now, that's a bit of an extreme example, but that's the kind of dilemma that faces people who work in the NHS on a daily basis. And so triage is a tool that that helps streamline. No system is perfect. We don't always get it right. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I think is here to stay and thank you for letting me cover it it's been on my mind all week and sometimes you know what it's nice to just bang out an episode that is actually topical and of relevance to everyone so thank you very much for listening thank you for your feedback as well i I really appreciate it do let me know if there are topics that you want me to cover i'm always open to those and what you think of this episode you know let me know your experiences of triage have they been good have they been bad i'd love to know um so let me know on my facebook page or on linkedin or on instagram but in the meantime until we meet again do stay well take care and look after yourself bye for now